There we go. All right, this is all Ocean's 12 all the time. Wait, is this the one he said was his favorite? Yeah. Green Granny, huh? What's this deal with the lyrics? Lyrics, lyrics, lyrics. That's all I know. Music. Doesn't matter. It's just background. Language was a mistake. <laughs> Crawling out of the oceans was a mistake. Let's flop back in with Andrew McNally. What up? So big oceans fan, huh? Danny Ocean? Love him. Love that ocean. Okay. Give me that ocean, ocean all over my beach. How about Billy Ocean? Nope, wrong ocean. Oh. Uh, let's rank top three oceans in the, in the planet. Indian uh, Ocean, number one. What's two, three? Arctic. And <laughs> Indian Ocean is automatically number one. <laughs> Indian Ocean is number one. Don't be racist. There's no contest here. We're not, I'm not, don't at me. <laughs> it's literally a contest. You said rank them. <laughs> no, I know. And Indian Ocean is number one. This is agreed. So number two is? Oh, yeah, Pacific, I guess. I would put that number one, but you made yeah, a rule nope, somehow. Nope. <laughs> so Indian Pacific, what's number three? How are we rounding this out? Arctic. Arctic. I can live with that. If you say Atlantic, I was about to trash this fucking table. Mm-hmm. Much I'm trash. not a fan of the Atlantic Ocean. No. Who is? Why would you be? <laughs> Slave trade. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Steamed. Not good. Sad. Quite sad. <laughs> now let's, let's rank top three of the Danny Ocean crew. Mm-hmm. Number one, Topher uh, Grace. Members? Number one, Topher members? Grace. Members of the Danny Ocean crew. Number one, Topher Grace. He wasn't in the crew. He was crew adjacent. Yeah, crew adjacent. Number one, obviously, is Bernie Mac. <laughs> 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 All right, was he still in the third? Clearly, Bernie Mac. I think so. Mm. He didn't pass away by that point. I'm not sure. That was around then, I thought. Maybe it was dedicated to Bernie Mac. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think he so. He was in all of them. He was <laughs> in the third season. Right, okay. All right, number two, Elliot Gould. Mm. Yep, I would agree with that. All right, number three, then. If you say uh, Matt Damon, I'm going to lose I my like mind. I Pitt's character. Was his character's name Dusty or something? Rusty. Rusty. It's like a cat. <laughs> a rusty guy. Uh, yeah, so far we're, we're simpatico on all that. Right, on all right. So now let's rank the Ocean's films. 12 films. is number one. 12 is number one, correct? 12, 11, 13. Yeah, you got it. I'm not wrong. And the, uh, and, we, wow. And best sequence. Oh, talk about this. Where's the Italian job fitting there? Shut the fuck up, Sean. <laughs> and best sequence, best moment of the Ocean's trilogy. This one's easy. The oh. end credits. Nope. This one's easy. I haven't watched them in a bit, but I'd have to. Uh, uh, I like the. Uh, the correct answer is Simon Cassell Jewel Heist, Ocean's 12. Why? Yep. 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 There's yep. no contest. Yep. Do you yeah. remember the show? I mean, no, I barely remember the movie. Like I think that's the opening, or very early on. Hmm. It's I, like a. He's, is like, that yeah, the old really. heist? Yeah, he's like dancing around underneath. He's like sliding underneath the lasers and it's shit. It's total okay. nonsense, but it's he's so doing some lovely. Catherine, it's, like a, action, right? it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, yeah. It, I remember going to see it, and the people next to me, we were like 15 at this time. The people next to me were like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm like, these, <coughs> these movies are silly. <laughs> like, I don't know what your problem is. As if the first one was like a documentary on the Algerian war or something. <laughs> like, oh, this is too far. Oh, no. This guy's dancing around to a jewel heist. This is too far. That was uh, Hudson <laughs> Hawk, right? Far. Yeah. He's not respecting the seriousness of the jewel heist film. 
<laughs> so, honorable tradition. Yeah. The faux or the holographic Fabergé egg was another part of my, uh, or favorite of mine. That's 12, right? Yeah. 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 It's definitely 12. Where they fake the, uh, the fight between, uh, a new, a Yankee fan and a Red Sox fan. I feel like 12 has a lot direction. of fakery in it. Hmm. More fakery yeah. than most. It's very, very deceptive. The only thing I remember from Ocean's 13 was a, uh, an excellent joke with Matt Damon where he was seducing, I believe, Ellen Barkin. He's like wearing the a nose? yeah. He's wearing a prosthetic nose and he's wearing like a fake wig. And while this is happening, they're like dem- they're doing some controlled demolition at the bottom of the, yeah. of the building, and the building yeah. shakes like the camera visibly shakes. And she part of the plan. And part of the plan. She looks at him and, and she's like, "Did you feel that shake?" And he says, "You felt it too." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember that. that was very funny. That's my main memory. She, of, she, of she had story. actually been uh, roofied to to love him. That's true. You don't have to be roofied to love Matt Damon. I don't think. But she was she was dosed with something. Have you seen <laughs> the informant? Uh, yes, but a long time ago. Terrific, I don't really remember terrific it. performance. The informant, Sean. Matt Damon is like probably the most underwritten character in the uh, in the Ocean's universe. Yeah, even agreed. less so than the little Asian guy. Agreed. He, he basically has no care. In the first one, it's like, oh, he's a pickpocket. And the other movies, yeah, it's, it's just like, like his dad. One thing that I've never been able to uh, to discern is like his relationship with his parents. Like when he's in jail in, in the third, second one, uh-huh. I think. Yep. And he gets out somehow. Like, what did they do? Was that person, like, was his dad in the FBI for, for uh, 30 years as a cover or something? I don't understand. I feel like this is a Transformers type situation <laughs> where the continuity is deliberately like obtuse mm. and they just don't care and they rewrite it from movie to movie. Speaking of weird continuity, we uh, going back to our um, uh, Cobra episode when yep. we did our full commentary. You talking about the pizza, cutting the pizza with the scissors? Well, that's a whole other sh- uh, shenaniganery. But um, there was a little bit of controversy. Shenaniganery? About, indeed. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy about Good seeing work. the guy's um, wireless mic or seeing the um, uh, Cobra gets out of the car and confronts some ruffians in front of his uh, apartment and, like, rips some dude's shirt. Uh-huh. And you literally see, like, a lavalier mic, like, on uh-huh. him. And we were discussing whether that was... Um, like a goof or not? Yeah, whether it was a goof or it was, like, part of the movie that got, like, cut out or something. I heard an interview with the director recently, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we just had, like, an hour to shoot that. It, it Shouldn't have been there. <laughs> it was just. I always I, assumed it was like a who's a mole. That's or what, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I think and it that's plays what I perfectly assumed, fine. Yeah, I thought it was okay, but uh, no. He said, did he explain that? He just said nah, no one will notice. Keep going. <laughs> well, probably few what people didn't. I just want to point out, Cobra, a huge hit, box office sensation. What's what it? movie? It's called Cobra. Cobra. When did this come? You've Listen, never seen on. Cobra? Oh my god! Man. I got a, I got a few words for you, Andrew. Yeah. Stallone, Cobra, uh, and, uh, and this part's in quotes. Crime is a disease, period. He's the cure. End quote. <laughs> is this, is this uh, uh, Stallone in his prime or Stallone yes. now? This, prime, this prime. is Stallone. I okay. believe this came out. Like, like 85-ish? This came out just after <laughs> Rambo 2 or just after Rocky Four. Basically Sunder, the right? height of Stallone yeah. mania in the 80s. Great. So I this, will find this, it. I will watch it. This was a uh, huge I'll hit. Do yourself a favor. This was one of his few non-franchise hits because it came out at the peak. Because Rambo 2 and Rocky was 4. Was it actually a hit? Yes, okay. because Rambo 2 and Rocky 4 yeah. came out the same year. Okay. So the next year, people were like, yeah, whatever we he used, makes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see. It made like, I don't remember exact numbers. I feel like it made like $80 million 
domestic, which at the time was a lot of money. Yeah, totally. Uh, for something it clearly cost like ten, if that. <laughs> yeah. like, looks like a <laughs> canon movie. They probably paid him ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is literally over the top. Oh, where they right paid on. him, I think, fifteen million, and the total budget was like twenty five million. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and it, it looks like it. <laughs> All you need is a truck and a mansion gate to drive through. The other highlight of Cobra is the scene where he notoriously um, gets cuts, yeah. pizza and cuts it with scissors. there's there's like a leftover slice of pizza and he picks it up like he's gonna eat it and then just cuts off a hunk of it like it's like he couldn't handle the whole slice i don't really understand you gotta watch cobra and come back on the show i would love to hear your thoughts of this i love uh i would love to come back to what were we watching yeah oh (laughs) damn not not welcome not nice. <laughs> what were we watching that came out uh, about a year before we were born? <laughs> what were we watching on Blu-ray many years later? <laughs> Ocean's Thirteen, obviously. Yeah. What about Pacino in th- in in, uh, in that last one? Great. I think he's fun. I just re- what I was going to say about Damon is it feels like twelve and thirteen. They just give up writing him as a character, and it's like ah, oh, it's just Matt Damon. Mm. Like Matt Damon's <laughs> just hanging out with his friends, but that's all of them. But the, fir- the first one, at least, is like Danny Ocean is quote a character, mm. and Brad Pitt's kind of playing a character, and Matt Damon's like, oh, he's a thief, and it goes downhill from there. But the other ones, yeah. especially, they really give up the pretense that these are characters. Yeah. I think to its credit, yeah. Well, I think yes. it's like the um, uh, uh, Adam Sandler school of filmmaking. Which is essentially, okay, guys, where do we want to take vacation? Oh, sure. It's yeah. like if Adam Sandler had good taste, yeah, yeah. they would be Ocean's movies. Because <laughs> it's just Steven Soderbergh, film nerd, hanging out with his buddies who yeah. happen to be A-list actors. Totally. Uh, but I remember the first film, I was really enamored by the editing style, which is like not quite the Zack Snyder um, speed ramping, but similar. Hmm. Where it'll be like the, <laughs> the undercranking, overcranking. Yeah. Like a lot of really... Um, Dramatic it, shifts in speed, and a lot they did that in the yeah. first movie. Oh yeah, there's like a lot of like De Palma split screens. It's, it's yeah, yeah, they did yeah, they did stuff like that. It's I pretty know. wild stuff. And as a child, I got on my Final Cut Pro or my Adobe Premiere, whatever <laughs> I was using, whatever you were pirating at the yes. time. No, oh no, we uh, we paid full price for Adobe Premiere. I know. Really? I mean, whatever <laughs> that was. Yeah, I wasn't paying for it. Um, and then uh, I just remember trying to recreate that effect because I'd never seen anything like mm. that before. And I was like, wow, this is so slick. This is some slick shit Mr. Soderbergh's doing. And then 13, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, digital cameras. You don't have to light anything. You just, <laughs> just put, put, a, put a 10K on Al Pacino and you just bounce it. You don't need any lighting. <laughs> Oh, uh, they did weird stuff in the third, the third one, but well, I agree. Like, the first the third, one was... third one, I know he DP'd, and his his approach to DPing, he's incredibly intelligent. But his whole approach is like he DPs as a producer, where he's like, mm. "What's the cheapest, quickest, most efficient way to shoot this?" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, totally. So it's like, well, you can see Gina Carano's face, so good enough. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I want to see that movie. That movie to me is the kind of thing. What's it called again? Haywire, I assume is what we're talking Haywire. about. That should yeah. be right in my wheelhouse. This is just like those raid movies. This should be like exactly what I love. And it's good, but I feel like people, you get the people coming, you get the normies coming out of the woodwork being like, oh, what a masterpiece. And you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on a second, fucker. Have you seen The Perfect Weapon starring Jeff Speakman? 
No, you haven't. Oh. So don't speak to me about action movies. Is that the guy from Beekman's World? Jeff Beekman, I believe, was the only Jewish action star of the 1990s. Really? I think so. Can hmm. you name another Jewish action star? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, The Perfect <laughs> Weapon has an incredible opening sequence. Matthew Broderick? Speakman, shirtless, in his uh, clearly Los Angeles apartment, uh, performing Aikido to <laughs> I Got the Power. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> is Brendan Fraser Jewish? I believe so. Would you say he's an action star? I mean, the mummy. Mm, yeah, definitely. But outside of the mummy, what? Um, Encino Man? Monkey Bone. <laughs> what was that? Monkey Bone? Monkey, no, bone. Yeah, Monkey, Monkey bone. Bone's a masterpiece, but it's not an action <laughs> film. Did I tell you, McNally, I th- I'm sure I told you this in college, when I almost uh, congratulated Chris Kattan on Monkey Bone, but decided against it. <laughs> in person? So I was at the Arclight Theaters. Where you go to see celebrities. And I was going to see, I, don't, I think, Coraline or something. It was around 2008. And there's Chris Kattan with a small cadre of friends. And I really, like, literally the night before, I had seen Monkey Bone. <laughs> and I wanted to tell him, you were great in Monkey Bone. Because he really is. He just would have been offended. He's fantastic <laughs> in it. But it was like this huge flop. Mm. And I'm like, I'm, I, especially because he's with people. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure he's going to think I'm making fun of him. Totally. And I'll say this one thing, and it'll be like, thanks, asshole, and walk away. <laughs> so I'm, I didn't say anything. But who, for the 700 Russian bots and Macedonian teenagers <laughs> listening, Chris Kattan is wonderful in Monkey Bone. You want to hear something funny about Chris Kattan? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn. It was, it was really funny. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, I found out that Abby was having a girl when I was driving Chris Kattan to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. Did he say congratulations? I didn't tell him. I think he was asleep. You didn't tell Chris Kattan you were having a child? He was asleep. Th- this is something you wake Chris Kattan up for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell I Maybe I'll tell you off the air someday. Okay. Uh, Chris Kattan has a hard time waking up. <laughs> You're on the air. Well, I'll tell you more. <laughs> <in this show. laughs> All right, that's on uh, Chris Kattan Stories, the new Fallcast Studios <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we've been looking for a sixth. Catan Chronicles. <laughs> Catan Chronicles. Yeah. Chronicles, Settlers of Catan. There you go. Hey, that's great. This is a real show, Sean. We're doing this. 